0: two to Ladies Get Action, the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies. This is Wren Olson. And this is Rebecca Ringley. And this week we watched Spiderhead, um, a Netflix original movie. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to talk about our thoughts and feelings and opinions. Before we get into it, how has your week been, ren My week has been actually pretty good.
1: You and I went and got dim sum on Saturday, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. I've been on a big dim sum kick lately, and I just... So good. So good. I, I love it all. Especially, like, the shrimp dumplings, mm-hmm. and it's some really good sesame buns, I think they're called. Today marks pretty much exactly, like, date-wise, one month until I fly out of New York City, which is just kind of wild to me that, like, it literally hit me a few minutes before we started recording, where I was like, oh my god. I have so much packing to do, but also like this is happening. So that's kind of a funny realization. I know you look excited when you say it and I'm sad. I'm sorry. I am excited. Um I'm also now reporting as a as an auburn girl. <laughs> um like redhead, not like the school, but I went and got my hair done today and it's a new color, which feels really
0: fun for autumn, mm-hmm. winter, and it looks amazing. It's so pretty. Thank you. Although right now
1: I'm wearing this like blue dress, and Rebecca said it, it gives sh- little girls in the shining vibes. It looks exactly,
0: like the little girls in the shining, especially because you have like a little petticoat sticking out underneath. Oh yeah, yeah, my little. It's very slip. like haunted child. Yes. I am a haunted child, <laughs> but with great
1: hair. Right, that's true. I mean, you and I joke that I have three looks, right? Which is <laughs> art teacher right slightly evolved art teacher or like camp counselor yeah i think it was like witchy art teacher camp counselor or overgrown child and yeah it was camp counselor gothy yeah, witch gothy witch and this probably dead you know dead shining girl probably falls in gothy witch
0: i don't know i don't know where it lands anyway
1: but i'm, I'm doing pretty well how are you how's your week been i'm good
0: um we just had halloween which is fun and oh yeah we watched barbarian that was great mm-hmm. loved that movie We can't say anything about it so it's spoil it but yeah it's fantastic um i also watched most of bride of chucky <laughs> which was really really outrageous and funny but like so offensive and just insane i really enjoyed watching it uh, with my friend Lindsay, and we also watched annabelle uh, just like on a haunted doll kick and annabelle was was not terrible. Okay. Yeah. For a haunted doll movie, it doesn't... Do you mind, I mean, do you mind if I spoil it for you? No, go ahead. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. And for everyone else, sorry. This is... Yeah, I'm going to spoil it. Um, one of the reviews was like, this is the laziest haunted doll. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Chucky was like, I already have, like, his MBA <laughs> by the time this doll, like, sat up straight. Um, the doll, and I guess this is, like, the terror of the movie, I guess, but you're waiting for the doll to move. Mm-hmm. And the doll doesn't move till like the very end of the movie. Other stuff happens, like people are moved by like you know invisible forces, doors are slammed shut, things happen, but the doll doesn't move <laughs> until the very end when it it's like stands up straight. Ah, oh, It shows the doll moving the people with her doll mind? It's like a demon inside the doll. Oh, is the demon like poltergeisting things? Yeah, around? totally. Okay. Demons doing all kinds of shit, but the doll doesn't have to move to for the demon to do stuff. Odd. Yeah. It made it a little bit ineffective. Um, but <laughs> it was pretty entertaining regardless. Not a bad haunted doll movie. <laughs> I started a new show, which I'm really excited about and happy to be working on. And it's, like, fun, challenging. And, yeah, I'm preparing for a big dinner party I'm really excited about. All right. Should we get into uh, Spiderhead? Sure. What were
1: your thoughts? So Rebecca and I chose this sight unseen based <laughs> off a quick Google search, and we saw Chris Hemsworth was in it.
0: Yeah, we watched about two seconds of the trailer and then turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts, feelings, and opinions? Yeah, um So this wasn't an action movie No, it wasn't <laughs> I
1: wrote in here like Is this an action movie?
0: No We were led astray by Google Yeah, exactly It said like thriller and I guess I got that confused With action
1: Well, it's so hard because so often it is an action movie a Thriller, like a fast paced thriller Yeah It's also an action movie
0: Yeah, it wasn't this time though <laughs> No. Um. <laughs> Like even at the end, not to fast forward too much, but even at the end when like one character's escaping via plane and there's a speedboat right there, I'm like, you gotta get on the speedboat and like drive it into the plane somehow. <laughs> right. You've watched an action movie. Like, yeah. Well, and they don't they don't even do that. So yeah, not an action movie. Um, so I had to, you know, adjust all my thoughts and expectations. But overall it was not good to me <laughs> I had a hard time with that, a really hard time um I thought it was pretty absurd what did you think I won't go into too much detail because I'll we'll break it down what did what were your overall thoughts so this movie was based off a short story that was um, in the New
1: Yorker it must have been a very short story <laughs> which makes a lot of sense if you see it this movie is is beautifully done Um, I thought it was really boring and predictable. Mm -hmm. Like, every single beat, I wrote down something that happened, and then it happened.
0: You're good at that, though. When you watch movies, you're like, this is about to happen right (laughs) now. Right. right.
1: (laughs) Like, the B6 drug, I literally wrote down, oh, it's compliancy. And that's
0: what it was.
1: (laughs) I didn't guess that. It was like, oh, yeah. Um, And I guessed that his wife was dead.
0: Yeah, or his girlfriend. Yeah, his
1: girlfriend it was pretty like it really wanted to say something yeah and yeah it was fine I guess I didn't love it yeah I'm not gonna recommend it I have a number in my head already that I'll probably give it (laughs) but yeah so those are my (laughs) feelings (laughs) no was it a den of thieves no like I, I didn't I wasn't like actively despising it but it felt like a short story that should have stayed on the page mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So yeah.
0: That's yeah. To me, it felt like um, like a mystery that I wasn't interested in the answers, <laughs> and I never got that invested in the characters to care that they escaped. I also didn't really like.
1: There was there was not really any mystery there. I mean, like it's very clear from the get go that Chris Hemsworth's character is not good and really manipulative
0: yeah well baldly manipulative too. yeah he's not I mean. a good
1: manipulator no he's showing so much and so when the big reveal that you know miles Tellers teller's character is he's like oh my god there this isn't like a government-run facility
0: right well it's not a reveal to us the audience either that was no, like a problem that's what i mean is that like yeah that it was wasn't like, okay. a reveal at all it was to him but it was it felt like pretty weak to me too. I don't know why that would be a big revelation. Yeah. I mean, the way that quote unquote prison was run, it did not seem like any kind of legitimate facility.
1: No, and there was clearly so much money.
0: Right. So I I don't know why you'd be surprised that it wasn't like a regular prison yeah. with a government oversight. <laughs> I mean, I think for this episode, because it's not an action movie and we were surprised by that, um, we're just gonna kind of talk about how we feel about it and different parts that stood out to us and didn't work or worked um you know parts that made us laugh for the wrong reasons <laughs> Oh my God. and uh and sort of ditch the reg- regular structure today yeah you can consider this a mini episode let's start with the
1: facility so <laughs> the facility wrote I, I specifically wrote that down it looks like It looks like a James
0: Bond prison or like an Avengers facility. It definitely does. It looks like um, there's this new Netflix show. There's this new Netflix show called The Mole. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty fun. Um, And they stay in this like high tech, cool place in it. It looks exactly like that. And it's in Australia. It's, It's like ultra modern and cool. And I wrote like, it looks like a luxury commune. Like the, they're like making snacks for each other. And one of them does the janitoring and one of them does this or that. It's it's very strange how much access the prisoners have. Um, like right off the bat, once we learn like there's no boundaries at all, but you're, I'm just wondering like how they have so many things in their rooms and how they're able to walk around so freely. Well,
1: it's because we later learn... The, like the big reveal at the end is because it's B6 it's
0: the cl- right because they're drug. being
1: controlled yeah
0: yeah but
1: sort of to like whatever modicum of degree but
0: right but it's also this like false sense of the, the, I guess the prisoners have of like we're all in this together yeah like it's all okay here and like we can just live our lives mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really strange Miles Teller's character, Jeff,
1: right? What's his name? Oh, I
0: don't know. I just kept oh. writing Miles Teller. <laughs> um, he, like,
1: the, the, the belief, the suspension of disbelief that he has to have for so long to think that this is, like, not, maybe he thinks it is a private corporation.
0: I don't know. Well, they say it's, like, a program they they opted in, they applied to and opted into. hmm And they make a big show, at least in the beginning, of every time they're given drugs that they have to acknowledge it or, like, accept that it's happening. Yeah. Um, but, like, they actually don't care about that at all. No.
1: Well, so one of the things that I thought was really interesting for my intro to psych uh, psychology in college was the, like, when you're reading about um, trials or, like, tests, the fact that the questions that are being posed to you are often not actually the test. Mm-hmm. And the test is something else. Yeah. Like, how you respond to the questions or, like, how you respond to the test during. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I kept thinking about here is that like, obviously it's not necessarily about the drugs, even though it is, it's like a test within a test within a test. Right. Well, you could see the end from the beginning, it sounds like. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like the movie just felt really predictable to me. Let's talk about the characters. Did
0: you like any of them? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I did. Um, I struggled with that. Do you think they're allowed to fall in love in the facility? Because that's what I was confused about, was why, I mean, to, to pivot slightly, we can go back to the characters, but why did Miles Teller's character and Journey Smollett's character not just hook up? Like, is there some rule that they can't hook up or can't be in love with each other or can't, like, have sex or fraternity? Like, it's didn't seem to be any rules about it, so I didn't understand why there was this distance between them. Yeah. I don't
1: either. I thought, so I thought at the beginning that that was one of the rules was that like they weren't allowed to be together in the same room. Um, but that also might've been something that I made
0: up. I just didn't understand to go back to that. I really just didn't understand like what there was to root for in terms of their romantic relationship. It didn't seem like there were any obstacles in their way to being together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why not just be together? And why wouldn't everybody be hooking up? Yeah, or like coupling off. Because they would. I feel yeah. like people would be. Right, in this closed environment. Well, yeah. it, that happens in regular prisons too. Yeah. People find relationships and they I mean, comfort with each other. Yeah. I think of the TV show we're watching right now, which is not
1: a prison show, but, you know, Bachelor in Paradise, where it's like, oh, they're on a beach. <laughs> like, where are you going with this? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be like the secrets that
0: they're hiding from each other in terms of like what they're there for. I suppose, yeah, I suppose, like, the writer probably thinks that that's what's laying between them. But that feels like such a stretch. It's flimsy. Yeah, again, and I'm going to probably say this a lot during the
1: episode. It felt really like I could feel felt like I could tell which parts were part of the short story and belonged on the page and, like, were very, I don't know. I could just sort of tell where that felt more like a written you know medium of of storytelling versus kind of everything you need for a movie to come to life like i feel like it was a story told primarily from miles teller point his like jeff's point of view and so the fact that we're seeing the the fact that the filmmakers let us see chris hemsworth being really manipulative like so across the board felt like in writing that might have been a little more obscured Mm -hmm. Where like because it's so in jeff's point of view it's harder to tell if he's being a reliable narrator or not Mm -hmm. whereas with this way of storytelling we just see everything
0: oh yeah did you read the short story no
1: no i just said at the beginning oh um, like based on a short story um and then just the structure of the thing too where it's like very clearly setting up the relationships Mm -hmm. between jeff and chris hemsworth felt like it lacked this I'm just making up this term, cinematic dimension.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I I didn't feel like it was established that they had a relationship at all. Hmm. I felt surprised every time there was, like, more intimacy between them. And, like, oh, okay, like, what? Like, this fake sort of friendship that Chris Hemsworth was cultivating. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was established. I feel like every time, like, they did something more, I'm like, oh, what? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. he goes over to his apartment. Yeah, like they they sit and hang out and like act like they've smoked weed and giggle about things together. So it all it all felt very strange to me. Yeah, let's talk about like the consent stuff. Yeah. So like in a story like this, I don't know, I feel like obviously the material is about consent. It's about them like agreeing to take this drug every time they say like I acknowledge, like they're like agreeing to be drugged. However, because they're in a prison, because they don't even know that I guess we know in retrospect, they're being drugged the entire time. There is no consent at all. Yeah. And then of course, like to be forced to have sex with someone against your will is really sick. And it was really sick how the guys were watching it mm-hmm. and like having fun and laughing about it. And I thought it was also like particularly sick of the movie to then have the, his next sexual partner be this woman who supposed to find like, repulsive. That was
1: the part I was really struggling with, was that, like, why are we supposed to find her repulsive? Yeah. And, like, why would... And then you're right, the movie takes such a clear stance of, like, such a sudden shift in tone. Like, oh, are we really gonna do this, like, with Sarah?
0: Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah, and they make a point to say that he's, like, on double the dosage, which I think, like, the implication is that he would need, like, even more drugs to have sex with her. It's just really sad. Um yeah, it just made me feel sad. And like, of course, like this woman is older, and she looks like a like a drug addict. Yeah. Um, so like, obviously not as appealing as a be- the beautiful young woman he already had this encounter with. But in that first encounter with the beautiful young woman, they both ended looking like completely broken by it. And I thought that was like good storytelling mm-hmm. in their faces. And telling that this was like a rape that had happened like they're both unwilling participants and yeah was like chris hemsworth essentially causing this this awful thing um but yeah it was really upsetting i just found the whole thing really upsetting i know the point of it was to be upsetting but they just did so much of it and, and that that those scenes of the film that i was just like and then by the time we got to him and the big guy i was like oh is this supposed to be a little bit comedic it felt like that was another
1: part that I thought was, like, really upset and disturbing, is that, like, it was meant to be comedic. But, like, there was still sort of the the threat of they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, yeah, I, I get the point that the point was to what is consent and who, like, sort of, especially within this, this trials and, and within this prison system and how do we judge people? And obviously the answer is that people – in prisons 100 percent deserve
0: like choice and free will and, oh yeah like uh, well, by the nature of being in prison that you don't have consent over the choices that you make there
1: yeah yeah um I just that part of the movie made me so sad and like so uncomfortable
0: yeah it was really bad and really upsetting and it really made later on the torture stuff feel a lot less upsetting to me. Oh I know. The yeah. contrast. Yeah
1: I know. I mean the whole movie kind of felt a little bit like I don't want to say like torture porn because there is actually like a, a, a genre of horror that is yeah. that but it really did feel like it was basking in those moments. a felt too long.
0: Mm. I didn't feel like that with the torture but I felt like that with the sex. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the sex, for sure. Yeah, I didn't like those parts. <laughs> what did you think about Chris Hemsworth's character taking the drugs himself? Oh, yeah. I think it made a lot of sense. And the second we saw that he was addicted to his own drugs, and the second you see that he's using them, you go, okay, he's an addict. Yeah. Um, it made a lot of sense. And then it's easy enough to piece together Then later. Because he had said earlier, you're like, oh, you're lucky to have these feelings. Not everybody has feelings. I'm like, okay, so he's a sociopath and he has no feelings of his own. He's just like imitating feelings, and therefore he's like using these drugs to to give himself feelings mm-hmm. artificially. And that's the real motivation behind all of us is like his own feelings. Um. So you know, I thought it was kind of funny that he was a drug addict. Um. I mean, also pretty stupid of him because if it's so easy to control everyone else's drugs on just a phone, know. but his is also hooked up to the same system. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. What'd you think about him being a drug addict? I thought it was really predictable.
1: I thought it was silly and it makes sense. And like, there was sort of the idea of like, oh yeah, he doesn't have any feelings of his own, but I didn't like actually make that thought connection of like,
0: oh yeah, he's a sociopath. Oh, because um, yeah, because he said to him like, you're lucky to have right like you're, you're lucky to be able to fall in love and like loneliness kills more people than like 15 cigarettes a day and you know he says all that stuff and then when he's not reacting appropriately to the torture stuff mm-hmm. um and he keeps asking him like why do you why are acting like that and he's so like tuned in to his like oh little teeny changes in his tone or his mannerisms yeah i mean it would make sense that a sociopath
1: would be like I'm going to make drugs that make people feel something. He's so. made
0: synthetic feelings because yeah. he can't
1: produce his own. Yeah, that does make sense. I So I thought he was actually trying to find – I thought he was taking something that was, like, tamping down his empathy or, like, oh, emotion, no. but that's no. too far, too complicated. Simplest answer is, obviously, that he's
0: associated with. Well, especially because you see him, like, playing with, like, the love feelings and yes. laughing feelings by himself. Yeah. Um, and I thought when we saw him alone in his bedroom, like, with the love uh, – Drug that he was using on himself, I'm like oh no, is he sleeping with the inmates? Too? That's what I thought too. But he he doesn't. And then I thought, oh, there's going to be like a mirror on the ceiling. Oh, that'd be funny. Because he lays on his bed and he's like looking up at the ceiling and like feeling all these love feelings and like, oh, he's going to jerk off or something. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's going to stare at a mirror of himself and be so in love with himself. But I guess they probably thought that would be too literal. Yeah. Um, I had a problem with one of the things in the movie um they're wearing these like packs of drugs in their backs and they established early on like oh like if it if you like smash the pack like it'd be really bad for you I'm like okay that's a major design flaw I thought that too and yeah. obviously that's going to come into play and on the the phone when you see them adjusting levels it always says like lethal or not lethal I'm like okay that's also going to come into play but I just kept thinking like okay, it's on their lower backs. Everyone can touch their own lower backs. They treat it like you can't possibly reach in there. You have to have someone else switch out your vials and, like, adjust it for you. Yeah. But there's no way to do it yourself. But we can all touch our lower backs. hmm I know. So I just thought that was silly.
1: No, I, I thought one of the inmates was going to figure it out and, like, smash
0: it against the wall soon. Well, I guess that would be bad for them. I guess. it's the idea that, like, then all the drugs would be, like, flooding their system. Because that's what happens with, Right. Woman who kills herself with Heather. Yeah, is that her packets all smashed? and they can't control the drugs in her. Yeah, that was also really upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> the suicide scene that was pretty bad. <laughs> it was really upsetting. You know, the actually. torture and then suicide. Yeah, yeah, that was that was awful to see. It's also a little bit of a stretch to me that, like Miles Teller's character, he says the reasons. And now I just realized something else. But he says the reasons that, like, he agreed to do this study and why he agrees to do all these, like, tests they make him do is because he thinks he feels like he needs to do anything to redeem himself. That we did was so horrible that, like, this is all penance in mm-hmm. a way. It doesn't feel like we did was bad enough to deserve all this. And it feel like it took him too long to sort of put that together. And he doesn't even, like, say that out loud. But I think that's where he lands in the end. of like seeing her, her uh, journey Smollett's, you know, terrible story. Yeah, in um, a very bad speech that she says. Yeah, he um, realizes, oh, what I did wasn't so bad because I can forgive her, so like maybe I can forgive myself. Pump up the B six. We'll be right back with more
1: Spiderhead. And we're back. Yeah, I I wrote this down, too. Where actually at the very beginning I wrote, hmm, prison movie. <laughs> um. But I, I did think it was interesting that the film goes to such lengths to show us that he's like, actually, he, his crime is is terrible. You know, people died from it. But it's
0: like, oh, it's not like those crimes. Well, it's accidental. Right. It's completely accidental. Um, so like, yes, it's incredibly poor judgment to go driving drunk with other people in the car. But it doesn't feel like villainous. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me, like, narratively, why he would, you know, be down to punish himself this much for that much of the movie. Like, in his mind, isn't he like, it's an accident? I mean, he still killed his,
1: you know, girlfriend and friend. Um, but, yeah, it was an accident. I, one of the things that I was asking, like, or myself, it's like, would it have been better? I mean, that opens up, like, a whole bunch of different things, too. Just this movie and um, the other prison movie we watched, both movies went to great lengths to show us that our, our men are good men. Which prison movie? Um, Death, Death Race? Race. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right,
0: that their crimes are, like, forgivable. Yeah. Um, it, you know what was interesting to that point was that little scene with him and Journey Smollett where they talk about the other crimes. I thought that was really, really, really strange. Yeah. Like, their reactions to those other crimes was very bizarre, especially Miles Teller. He was, like, giggling about these other criminals, like, killing their wives or killing their family members. I thought it was really bizarre. Like, I didn't think he would react like that. Like, he seems too sensitive. Right. Or you'd think. Given that he killed people. Right. You'd think he'd say, like, well, you know,
1: it's,
0: we're all in here and. Well, the way he was talking about it, he was like, and this one's really crazy. He threw his girlfriend out the window.
1: Right. Right. As if he hasn't. So it sort of seems like maybe he does know that his
0: crime was not malicious. Well, just that it seemed very like uh, dismissive, mm-hmm. very like flippant about the yeah. stuff that he seems to be so, you know, and other scenes like so weighed down by, but he can be so flippant about other people's intentional murders. Yeah. Know. It just felt weird to me. Totally.
1: No, I agree.
0: And I was saying as an
1: audience member, I don't, when it's like revealed what he did, I was <laughs> also because I knew what he did. I knew the moment his wife showed up, or girlfriend, I was like, oh, yeah, he killed her, too. This is not. Oh, yeah, of
0: course. I I assume so, too. It didn't feel like a reveal. Yeah.
1: So, but it was just, it's just funny that the movie treats it as, like.
0: Yeah, the second reveal. Not only did he kill his friend, he killed his girlfriend. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I figured that. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, the bingo card. I didn't, when, when he pulls out the bingo card, it's like, ooh, it's, like. So sinister, but I didn't understand what was so sinister. I didn't either. And when he's like,
1: he's naming the drugs
0: oh, based yeah. off a bingo card. Like, that doesn't make it any better
1: or worse. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't predict
0: that, but. <laughs> Your powers have failed you. What oh, are we going to do? My powers
1: of storytelling. How could I have not seen
0: the bingo card?
1: <laughs> I also didn't get the name of the movie, Spiderhead what does that refer it was to? called the
0: Spiderhead prison
1: right but what does it refer to Is like chris hemsworth the a-
0: well if, you know if he's like the head of the spider and he's got his little arms out everywhere i guess it's like tentacles or something. yeah i guess so i guess or he has a spider web that they're all caught in his web oh that's what it is yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah the facility is called that um what did you think of his sidekick the the um, the lab assistant guy Kind of
1: melodramatic. <laughs> I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, like, he was clearly meant to be the
0: conscience. But he didn't really do anything. Yeah, he didn't seem that torn up about it. Um, it seemed like he he was annoyed by his manager. Like, that yeah. That mostly the vibe I got. Like, that weird little scene where Chris comes uh, after they, like, essentially murder this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, like, go home for the weekend. Like, go, like, play skee-ball or something with your friends. He's like, yeah, I'll do skee-ball. He just yeah. seemed like he was just like annoyed with his boss. He didn't seem to have like real moral compunctions about it. Um, until after Miles Teller did. Then he's like, Oh, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I guess I should be held responsible for this woman's death.
0: Well he doesn't think he should. He thinks Chris Hemsworth right, right should right.
1: I guess we should hold him responsible.
0: He's <laughs> he's lying, he says like there are so
1: few geniuses. Oh,
0: yeah, because that's his justification for, like, working for this guy. And I love how Chris Hump, uh, Miles Taller is like, you could work anywhere. Like, do you know that? <laughs> Maybe there aren't a lot of jobs for, like, evil scientist assistant.
1: I thought that it was going to be revealed that Mark was actually also a prisoner. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah, that's what I was thought was going to happen. Mm. Another prediction. Nope. Did not take off.
0: Nope. But yeah, I thought he was really strange. And like the scene where he is changing out the drugs for Chris Hemsworth, it just, like so many of these scenes, it feels like these characters have never met each other before. And they don't have any history. Cause it was like, the, as if it was the first time he's like, I don't really think you should be doing this. Right. Essentially. And Chris is like, Oh, I know. Well, why don't you got your feelings right now and tell me like I shouldn't do it. Right. But you understand why I'm doing it. And he's, he's like, I gotta, you know, and he has his justification. He's like, well, you know, when, when it goes to trial, I gotta be like, and I know because I did it because people are going to die. And like, I have to say I'm on it too, which is just ludicrous. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. Also,
1: so there were only four people who worked at this facility. Yeah, because we saw two prisoners. security
0: guards. And they said they don't have security guards, so we saw two of them. Yeah. In what world would a sociopath like Chris Hemsworth has access to his lower back with both hands <laughs> not check the drugs that his mousy uh squirrel uh, squirrely is better squirrely assistant who's suddenly having moral issues about his drug use put in his back with a mirror he could just like oh, yeah, click just click it look. open look in the mirror oh i got a red one and a blue one i got right i got all black ones uh-oh i guess because they've got
1: that little key part that needs to be opened yeah but both hands can (laughs) i know listen if i can zip up my own i'm like i'm touching my own
0: lower back i can like you know you can really get in there like you could definitely unlock something on your lower back with a key yeah or a screwdriver
1: where do you think maybe directly between the shoulder blades
0: could you touch like, um, like if you want a dog when you put like their flea medication <laughs> yeah. or they can't get it. Yeah. maybe I think, it's like, early yeah, like I think thin. right in, right between the shoulder blades, like right in the middle of your back where you can't yeah, get to that's it. That's what I mean. That's where you should put it. Oh, uh, Chris Hemsworth manipulates people in this movie is so bald, so strange. <laughs> like, like if you acted like that in real life, like no one would ever be around you. It's just outrageous. No, well, maybe maybe that's the thing. <laughs> I guess so because like, he's a sociopath; like he doesn't have any, yeah, sight on his behaviors. But he should, at this point, he because he has this much money.
1: I mm-hmm. would, he should be a lot more savvy about getting people to do what he wants.
0: Yeah, he should be a little bit more savvy. I agree. Like I even for the sake of the story, he's hyper aware of other people's facial expressions and mood shifts, which tracks for me. And I think that makes perfect sense. Um, and he calls every single one out, which would be so annoying to be around. So it's kind like, what are you feeling now? Oh, I just noticed I know something changed. What's that? Tell me now. Like, so annoying. And he's just the worst manipulator. He's like, he tries like everything within a, a couple sentences. Also, the scene with him and Journey
1: Sm- Smollett's character in the mm-hmm. kitchen I think her character would be a lot more savvy to the ways that people, particularly men, might try to manipulate her. Oh, yeah. Like I think she think, would be very good at turning it around.
0: Right. You would think that that character would have something else to say when he brings up in a threatening manner her past and that he could start telling people, and, oh, I'm the only one who knows your secret, your horrible secret and I won't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'd think she would have something to say about that or like a reaction that would make more sense rather than fear.
1: Yeah, I mean, just because they talk about how how she was in state and, like, kind of also, like, had, um, like, all these experiences growing up. I just feel like she would be a lot better about, about like, navigating that, or at least knowing when somebody's trying to manipulate her, as obviously as Chris Hemsworth is.
0: Well, it does seem like everybody in this world is not aware that Chris Hemsworth is a bad manipulator. Right. Maybe it's the drugs that they're all on. It must be the drugs everyone's on.
1: That's also the problem, though, because a lot of these issues can just be, like, explained away with the drugs.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there was a great line, though, where Miles Teller's character does acknowledge the bad manipulation, and he goes, I forget what Chris Hemsworth... This was in the scene uh, where they wanted him to torture Heather, and Chris Hemsworth was, like, bringing up all this stuff about, like, his crimes and, like... And Miles Tyler says, it "Seems kind of unprofessional to bring up now." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that was funny. Yes, this whole conversation is really unprofessional. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like Chris Hemsworth would be like, "Oh, well, if we don't do this, we won't get the funding, and all these people will die in the whole world because of you. And don't you want to help people? And Don't you want to like make up for your horrible crimes? And don't you know? You just have to do this thing, and like also whatever else." <laughs> yeah, it was. And then he pretends to take a phone call and like switches his mood just like that. And he's like, okay, I'll take a call. Mm-hmm. Like so nasty. I mean, I like Chris Hemsworth. And I I think he's fun in this. Yeah. I think he's having a yeah, good time. I think it's just like really poorly written. I do too. And I think,
1: yeah, I think it's just poorly written. I also sort of really saw this as being like a good role for Chris Pine too.
0: Oh, sure, because it's very similar to Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I I called me I'm like, there's no committee. Oh yeah. Oh, He's just sick. Right. He's a sadist. I wrote that too. Yeah.
1: This movie feels really clunky to me. Yeah. That's what it is. It feels really, really clunky. And I think you can get away with it in a short story because it is likely, again, I haven't read the story, but I would guess it's probably just from the viewpoint of the main character.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, but as a screenplay, it's clunky.
0: Yeah, it is very clunky. Oh, yeah. He, he also says, at one point, Chris Hemsworth says, I'm a person too. I have feelings. I'm like, oh, no, you don't.
1: That's yeah. funny.
0: But then also at the end, when, it, when it's revealed, his like, the real, pro- pro- the real product is this control drug. He's like, the world would be better if everyone just did what they were supposed to do, the right thing to do. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's just a fascist. I guess so he has goals to like dominate the whole world with his drug and then like he would be the one in control saying this is the right thing to do yeah I mean it just like goes into really like arch super villain goals at that point mm-hmm. he well, wants to I mean, mind control the whole world
1: yeah that that's where it really fell off for me like when we finally get to some action at first it was hilarious. <laughs> Like when the song Make Make My Dreams Come oh, True. Oh yeah, that was Come fun. On. I like I um, liked the
0: juxtaposition with the music and the action.
1: Yeah. But it was just
0: I don't know, they'd lost me at that point. Yeah, it was for like, sure. Okay. It was way too late in the movie to start doing stuff. And and the action that happened was mostly like prisoner on prisoner, which I didn't like to see. Um, given they were mind control and they're yeah. not in control of their actions. Um stuff with Chris I'm sorry. it was just so strange because of the drugs, like it was It was just like an out of, I don't know. It just wasn't a very compelling fight. No. Well, he doesn't, he escapes and then he flies his plane into the mountain. Oh, I had a major problem. And maybe you can help me understand what happened here. So in the final sort of fight, Chris Hemsworth is holding a knife. And he's full of the control drug. Uh Uh-huh. And Miles Teller says, give me the knife. And he says, no. Basically. And he resists the control drug and then Miles Teller's like how are you doing that and he's like um you taught me that if you really love something like you can push through these things and i'm like is he saying he's in love with Miles Teller i didn't understand that what was he in love with that really pushed through the control drag
1: so miles teller wanted him to give him the knife yeah. so that he could so that he would confess his crimes to the world and what Chris Hemsworth is saying that he's really in love with is his company, because his company um, would be shut down and he would go to prison and like right. he'd be parted from his this dream of of the
0: drugs. And so that's oh, why. but he really loves his drugs. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, I was confused. His right? company, but like his drugs. You know. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> I mean, it's also proven he's a sadist too, because he gets the darkened flugen, whatever, <laughs> and he um he doesn't seem to be that bothered by. You. He's like cool. Yeah, he's like slightly
1: discomforted, but
0: yeah. He oh my god, he's the like,
1: names of this! I'm just gonna. The laughing drug was called L- L- make. What's the worst name you could come up with? It like <laughs> no right answers.
0: Hilarium. Um, Lollapalooza. <laughs> It was called something really stupid that was like, it had the word laugh in it. Yeah. All of them did. Um, like dark and flux. Yeah, it was That's really dumb, stupid. Huh? Oh, and then there was another reveal that like felt really meaningless. Especially this late in the movie where Chris Hunter's like, you've been free for six months. Oh, And right. she got free this week. That just felt like another, ha ha ha, I'm an evil villain moment. Yeah, it just felt like really pointless mm-hmm. at this point. Like, He's gonna die, and then there's the whole airplane thing. I wish that they had chased after him in the speedboat. But they just drive right. away into the sunset.
1: And then we get this weird voiceover. Oh, that's strange. Stella being like, we're the only people on this earth, and so we have to make the best best of it. Our mistakes and our triumphs.
0: I guess he's saying like it's better to not be mind control drugged than <laughs> if than to be. Um, Chris Hemsworth says to that point, "Your free will, Jeff." Where did that get you? Yeah. (laughs) But. Well, I think that wraps up Spiderhead for me. Um, How about you? Yeah, I think so, too. I think we've covered the most important parts of this not an action movie at all. Drama, sci-fi thriller. What out of five trash can fires, even though it's not an action movie, how many would you give it? Two. This isn't a good movie. <laughs> I love Chris Hemsworth. I really do. And I like to see him. I think Miles Teller is also super hot. But I don't know what's wrong with this movie. He didn't look that hot in this movie. I think it was like some unflattering camera angles and lighting too. Like I could see all of the pores on his face. <laughs> in that one scene with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. dirty um, He He wasn't as appealing to me as he was in Top Gun Maverick. That's for sure. Uh, how did you feel about this movie and what what rating would you give it?
1: Yeah, I definitely I mean the number I was thinking of at the top of this episode was two. I'm even flirting with like a one and a half. I might give it a one and a half. I really didn't like those scenes.
0: Um, but give was, it one. Don't, you know, don't I'm give it a one and a half.
1: Um yeah, I again I really like seeing Chris Hemsworth. I think he's a great actor and I think he's usually having a lot of fun. And I do love seeing heroes play bad guys. Yeah,
0: I do too. That That's a good point.
1: But Miles Teller wasn't doing it for me. Didn't believe his
0: relationship with journey Smollett. No, they, ha- they didn't, have didn't have any have chemistry. There. No, and her big speech really fell flat for me. Yeah. Where she was like, just do it, just torture me. They all deserved better writing. They yeah. They really did. I love Chris Hemsworth and I thought he was having fun in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like the this, this story didn't rise to his occasion.
1: Yeah, I think of him a lot in other movies that I've seen that are not like Avengers movies, and he's great. Mm-hmm. So it's a one and a half for me. Okay. <sighs> well, that wraps up Spider
0: Head. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week, we'll be back with an action movie. Um, called Kingsmen, the Secret Service from 2014. It's the first of the Kingsmen series. I haven't seen any of these. Have you? Mm-mm, I have not. I do know this has Colin Firth in it. So yeah. I'm excited for that. Me too. Me too. Um, I think it's British or it's supposed to be like set in England at least. So <laughs> sure. Sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fun and like
1: a nice return to action movies. Well, something this, lighter too. Yeah, this movie just sucked all the energy out of me. Oh. If you've been enjoying listening to the podcast, we would love for you to go and leave a five star written review on Apple Podcasts. If you have a movie recommendation for us that is an action movie, please send it to us at ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at ladiesgetaction. We've been posting all sorts of fun behind the scenes things, lots of cute pictures of the studio dog. You'll also see announcements and takeaways, so go ahead and give us a follow there.
0: Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting. And Rin, where can people find you? You can find me at Rin Olson, that's R
1: I N O L S S O N, or at Renaissance Media.
0: Until next time, get, get some, some action. action.